بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد ونبي ذر رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ثلاثة لا يكلمهم الله يوم القيامة ولا ينظر إليهم ولا يزكيهم ولهم عذاب أليم قال فقرأها رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ثلاث مرار قال أبو ذر خابوا وخسروا من هم يا رسول الله قال المسبل والمنان والمنفق سلعته بالحلف الكاذب رواه مسلم وفي رواية له المسبل إزاره كمبليت حديث أبو ذر رضي الله تعالى نريد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم said there are three people Allah will not speak to them on the day of judgment Allah will not look at them Allah will not purify them and they will have to face a terrible or a dreadful punishment. He said that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam repeated this warning three times. Abu Zar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, when he heard this, he was completely overwhelmed and he said, they are ruined and destroyed. Who are they, O Nabi of Allah? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the three actions that will draw this type of repercussion and wrath from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. Two of them we discussed already. The first, al-musbil, the one who allows his garments or his clothes to hang beneath his ankles. The second, wal-mannan, the one who does someone a good deed or a good turn and thereafter never lets him, forgets him, forget it, keeps taunting him, keeps reminding him. As we mentioned yesterday, Allah Ta'ala warns us in the Qur'an, Ya أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا O people of Iman, لَا تُبْطِلُوا صَدَقَاتِكُمْ بِالْمَنِّ وَالْأَذَىٰ Do not negate or wipe away or destroy your acts of charity by taunting those whom you have assisted by constantly reminding them of it and by causing them taklif and difficulty. The third وَالْمُنَفِّقْ سِلْعَتَهُ بِالْحَلِفِ الْكَاذِبِ The one who promotes his goods, sells his goods, or in this case, obviously, drives the price up by using حَلِفِ الْكَاذِبِ false promises or false oaths. For example, very, very common today in business, you bought something for 10 rand and you're selling it for 20 rand. So obviously if your customer has to realize how much of profit you are making, then it becomes difficult to do a sale. So what the person does, Wallah, kasam, Allah's kasam, I just bought it for 19 rand, 50, I'm only making 50, 50 cents out of you. And he takes an oath in trying to procure that sale and obviously push the profit up. It cost him 10 rand, but he says it cost him 19 rand 50. Now that will fall directly within the purview of this warning which Rasulullah is giving us. Fine, earning one's livelihood, doing business, this is something the Shariat not only promises us tremendous reward, this is something that Islam encourages and promotes. 
earn your own livelihood. Don't stretch your hand out. Don't ask from people. Be financially independent. Question was put to Rasulullah of all the types of wealth a man can have. Sometimes a person earns because he inherited. Sometimes a person is earning wealth because of handouts. People are assisting him financially. Sometimes it's a gift. Of all the types of wealth a man can have, question was put to Rasulullah what is the most superior? He said, Amalul Rajul Biyadihi. He said, the produce of your own hands. In other words, your own, the fruits of your own labor. If you are a businessman or a laborer or whoever, you're involved in some sort of financial enterprise and you are earning, this is the best possible wealth. There's nothing more superior than that. In Atiyabal Kasbi, Kasput Tujjar, Rabbi said, the most park, purest, Atiyab, Atiyab, said the purest and the best wealth a man can have, Kasput Tujjar, is the earnings or the produce of a businessman. What you earn in the marketplace, there's nothing more purer than that. At-Tajiru Saduqul Amin Ma'an Nabiyyin Wa Siddiqin Wa Shuhada Rasulullah said the Jannat of a Nabi the Jannat of a Siddiq the Jannat of a Shuhada of a Mata Allah Ta'ala will give a truthful and honest businessman Saduq Saduq means meticulously honest doesn't lie doesn't make false promises doesn't deceive Saduk, Amin, Amin is Amanada, trustworthy. If he has these two qualities, what Ulama says, Sidq and Amanat, Sidq and Amanat. Sid, truthfulness, Amanat, trustworthiness. Trustworthiness means one, he doesn't deceive. Secondly, is there is weight to his Zaban. When he makes a promise, he honors it. One week doesn't mean one month. One week means one week. Whatever promise he makes, he honors it. If these two qualities are there, Sidq and Amanat, the Jannat of a Shaheed Allah will give him. The Jannat of a Nabi Allah will give him. Jannat of Siddiq Allah will give him. In other words, that rank which Allah will give the Oliya, Allah Ta'ala will give an honest, a meticulously honest and Amanatdar businessman. Point, my respected brothers, is that not only Jannat, very great Jannat. Not only pleasure, very great pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are promised through earning our livelihood. Not only through salah and zikr and tilawat, etc. Your business is a great ibadat. It's a great means for you to earn the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And obviously, as with anything, conversely, it's a very big challenge and a pitfall for you also. What type of a businessman are you? What type of what type of business are you doing? Very briefly, that hadith of Rasulullah says the one I just mentioned, in Atiyabal Kasbi, Kasput Tujjar. He said that there is nothing more purer, there's no greater ibadat, no greater reward a man can get than Kasput Tujjar, a businessman. Among Sahaba, among Sahaba we have different ranks. It's so a consensus, ijma of the ummah, that the VIP among Sahaba, call it VVIP, top 10, 
top 10 of Sahaba, Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali, Talha, Zubair, Saad bin Abi Waqqas, Abdurrahman bin Awf, Saeed bin Zaid, Abu Al-Awar radiyallahu ta'ala, the top 10 of Sahaba, every one of them were a businessman. It was not that these are, there's no Sahabi greater than them, but it doesn't mean that they had devoted themselves only to the masjid their entire lives. Sahaba recognized this, that Islam promotes business. Islam promotes a culture of financial independence. Islam promotes a culture of you earning yourself. And every one of them did business, particularly the highest ranking among Sahaba. The highest ranking among Sahaba, every one of them was a businessman. Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu was a businessman. So the rewards are tremendous, but as I mentioned, the pitfall is the challenges in the marketplace. That hadith, twice I referred to it now, inna atyabal kasbi kasput tujjar. There is no more purer, purer earning than the earning of a businessman. But in that hadith, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam beautifully mentions five things. This is something that we have to, this is our five thermometers, five yardsticks, five measuring tapes. Is my earning pure? Am I considered as a businessman who is getting reward every day when I'm going to my shop or my business or my factory or wherever I'm going? Yes, if these five conditions are met, which Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi gave us. What are the five conditions? He said, إِذَا حَدَّثُوا لَمْ يَكْذِبُوا وَإِذَا وَعَدُوا لَمْ يُخْلِفُوا وَإِذَا تُمِنُوا لَمْ يَخَانُوا وَإِذَا بَاعُوا لَمْ يَمْدَحُوا وَإِذَا اشْتَرَوا لَمْ يَذُمُّوا وَكَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وسلم. Nothing more purer than your earning but five conditions. What? He said when he speaks he does not lie. And here this hadith even more severe he doesn't take false promises. Doesn't take false oaths. When he speaks he does not lie. How many business people today, Allah forgive us, instead of being the exception, lying has become the norm. person today prides himself on being an astute businessman because of how easily he can lie and deceive. And yet Islam, look at the, the extent of deprivation. As Muslims we are supposed to have this yakin and conviction that my rosy is already written. What is the need to lie? What is the need to be de deceitful? To, he says, the Mishra says, when he speaks, he does not lie. When he makes a promise, he honors his promise. Like I said, seven days is not one month, seven days is seven days. His zaban, he honors. He does not deceive. He's amanadar. When he sells something, he does not unnecessarily praise the goods that he has, is selling. Forget praising. Such a severe warning we are given. When a man sells something defective, Mr. Azam said, a businessman who sells something defective, he knew it was defective. He knew there's something wrong with this thing. But he doesn't, purposely, he doesn't reveal the fault. He sells it as if it is normal or it is 100%, whereas it is defective. What happens? Lam 
False promises, false oaths. He said, "Ida ba'u lam yamdahu." When he sells, he doesn't unnecessarily, overtly praise those items that he is selling. And today, in science fitrat, when he sells, he praises. When he buys, what does he do? Lam yadumu. He doesn't find faults in what he purchased. In other words, trying to drive the price down. Islam promotes a culture of honesty, integrity. As a businessman, you are not just a Muslim businessman. You are an advert for Islam. You are an ambassador for Islam. Islam, if you read the history of Islam, there was no tool more effective. One of the most effective tools of the propagation of Islam was Islamic business. It was when people implemented in their lives, in their businesses, the culture of honesty and integrity, generosity of Islam. This is what we have to strive to bring into our businesses. The reward, we can't even imagine such great reward days. So to complete this hadith, Rasulullah said that businessman or that person who sells his goods using false promises, deceit, taking oaths that are untrue, etc. Allah will not...